It's episode 978, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando, back safe and sound. Happy to be with you guys. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Just for another day. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What's happening? And from my garage, <laughs> from originally from Orlando, <laughs> currently living in San Diego, but visiting... Uh, Please welcome Gabrielle Griffin sitting in today. <laughs> Hi guys. We we decided a long time ago that we tried to record local whenever staffers were in town. We tried to record here in my office, but there was too much mic bleed, so we tried to separate. So Gabs was like, "I'm going to go to the garage. It's nice and toasty in there." And she doesn't like to be chilly. So. <laughs> Florida. He makes fun of me because I get cold easily, and I'm like, "No, I'll be good. You have air conditioning in your garage. It's I great." Do. Nah, his his house is a freezer. That joint I is, know. Man. I know. It's, I, I was an icicle. <laughs> yeah. One big meat locker. Yeah. Guys, I feel like before we jump into the pod, I just need to address yeah. the elephant in the room. What's, What's happening that? right now? Cameron, I don't know. you just got back from, from a trip. Uh, I did. A, a, a cruise, which we, we're gonna presu- we want to hear about, but we're going to presume it was delightful Nothing. despite your lack of internet connectivity. That is true. Um, <laughs> we were very concerned. We had assumed that you were either having a fantastic time or that uh, you know we would never see you again and that you, know, you were somehow lost at sea. Wouldn't it have made the national news? I don't know because we didn't have live TV, but wouldn't it have made the national news if the ship went missing i heard about These y'all's concern i don't know these days, who knows? Honestly, I mean, yeah, it it could have been a lost type of situation. You could have been, you know, entered through some weird portal on some weird island. We just didn't know that was the thing, the uncertainty. Yeah. But we're all back in the saddle today. Yeah. Uh, Derek's got a big trip coming up uh, uh, that he was telling us about. I've got a trip uh, coming up soon tomorrow. Um, but you know, as we were getting ready, there's just a lot of stress on this call what? between technical issues, between Derek <laughs> doing, you know, dealing with homeowners stuff oh, you yeah. know i gabs i'm sure you got a lot going on i got a lot going on i feel like the stress level just in general is was was we're a little hot today i don't i, 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 I i'm I stressed you, i'll tell you gabs gabs isn't talking to her mother so let's get into that they're they're, they're oh, not talking yeah. to her oh, oh family goodness. drama i am i hey i respect my mother i'm just setting some healthy boundaries Oh, okay. We, we got real. I was just kidding. We just got, <laughs> you didn't have to get real. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like today we just got to make sure this is an extra fun show because there's a lot uh-huh. of steam that needs to be blown off. Gabs, Gabs yes. and, 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 and Mama Gabs are, are not, are not <laughs> talking. Cameron just, yeah. you know, you know, just returned to port from being, you know, God knows where for the last week out in the high seas. Lost at Derek sea. is, yeah. is under, you know, his family. He can't even stay at his house because of, you know, a, 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 a massive renovation incident. And it, I just feel like we. No, 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 no. What happened is I had a refrigerator leak seven months ago, and I'm still not whole yet. So I finally get to the place where they're going to. They're like, "Oh, okay, we're gonna sand and refinish your floors, and you're gonna be back to normal." Cool. My family's in the Airbnb for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? We eating Cheetos and all that, staying up till God knows what time of night. I'm like, okay, kids, 
We're going back home. I get back home. I look at my floor and my floor has acne. So no, <laughs> it like looks, it's, bumps? The, it's bumpy. Yes. The, the whole floor looks like a 12 year old going through puberty. That's what my floor looks like. <laughs> I don't so, understand how this is possible. What is that? What is, I don't either. What's, how what do you the, give the floor acne? <laughs> woods it. I yeah. don't even know. Like, <laughs> like how does my floor have like, woods it? Huh? Did they not run it by you? Did they not like send pictures of during the process or like? Oh no, they, they're on? like, yo, so we're ready to paint the trim and uh, tomorrow. So I go by, I say, hold on, let me go check the floor out. So I go check the floor and I'm like, dog, I just start sending them pictures like, bro, mm. like there's, there's, there's a hair over here. Oh, there's no. acne <laughs> over here. Oh, no. like, and it's cemented into the floor. Nobody wants to come home at dinner and then oh. you look down and you see a hair oh, like my. cemented into your floor. Oh, my. Like, I don't want to see that. Whatever. Like, I'm like, dog, y'all got to fix what, this, what? homie. Like, this ain't it. I, I've learned that you can you can tell within about 10 minutes of someone arriving at your home to do a project, whether you picked a reputable <laughs> service or not. I one time, <laughs> a couple summers ago, a couple summers ago i had a minor issue with a pool light that i needed resolved and and listen i'm not the type to mess with electricity and water twice okay if i break it one time i'm calling in who i'm presuming are the professionals as soon as right. these, these clowns get there you know i'm looking out the window and they're just kind of walking around the pool light situation it looks like the first time they've ever seen a pool much less a pool light they then come and knock on the door and they're like uh, uh sir do you, do you have any goggles that we could borrow I'm oh like, no Goggles? Like, you guys don't have goggles? Like, that seems like a pretty critical... They're wearing jeans. They're not even in, like... I, I. They ended up going in, like, a bin of pool toys, wearing my daughter's Barbie goggles, okay? These are grown men. Oh, my goodness gracious. One of them takes his shirt off. You had to snap off. that for TikTok, one bro. One of them takes his, his shirt off. The other one is holding his feet so he can lean under the water with the bo- no. Barbie goggles. No. I knew immediately, and they took... No lie, in the first hour, at least six vape breaks. And it, I, I realized at that point, I may not have licensed <laughs> people. so not what, okay. Did they just change the light bulb or something? Because when I moved into this house, I changed it from the old school light, pool light, to like one of those LED lights that can color change and yeah. it's way lower power. I just YouTubed, how do you change a pool light? Because I was like you, scared of water and electricity. And learned how to do it. it. Took five minutes. It's not a big listen, deal. Listen, the, oh, these that's guys, terrifying. These guys didn't g- turn to YouTube until day two of the project. <laughs> the first day, <laughs> day two was a lot of inspections and <laughs> and walking around and vaping. <laughs> day two, YouTube came out, oh and they were gosh. on my comp- personal computer trying to figure crack this nut. So, ah, uh, uh, fam, that ain't did that you ain't say it, anything, Jesse? Hmm? You say like, "Hey, how's yeah, this going?" Like, this is- like, <laughs> you guys don't have goggles. Like, what equipment do you have? Like, it seems like the yeah. one critical thing you would need is to be able to see the light that you're going to be working on. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know how we found these people. Um, you know, it's the last time I turn uh, to Craigslist for another <laughs> home product. For uh, you, you want to save a buck? This is what Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we have a lot of travel uh, going yeah. on. Uh, when people hear this. It'll be after you're here, but Jesse, tomorrow you're coming to Orlando and we're all going to see each other. We're going to hang out and, and just, I don't know if people understand timelines, but we are recording this the day before the NBA draft tomorrow night, That's right. Jesse and Gabs and I and Emily are, we're all going to the NBA draft party in downtown Orlando. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
That'll be a good time. And then you're you're hanging out for a few days. And, and then yeah, I, I, you I'm asked me to come down for that. Camera. Dude, I, know I know we should have. Why didn't no, we? He did. No, he, okay. no, he asked me to come down. I, I just, yeah. I'm going to Puerto Rico. So yeah. Priorities. Yeah. Problem, I'm, I'm, projected, I'm projected to go in the mid third round, Derek. So we'll, me and Cameron, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Mid third round for what? What position are you going to play? Huh? No, I'm saying you're projecting. What Jesse says in the draft, player, player coach, coach trainer. It's it's uh, I check a lot of boxes for the Flint Tropics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Owner Jackie Moon. It's uh, it's it's pretty pretty special. What's happening tomorrow? Yeah, night. I was just in the islands last week where Derek's going. It's beautiful down there. You can have a great time, Derek. Uh, then I just got a call. last night. So Jesse and I are going to Las Vegas in a couple of weeks for NBA yeah. Summer League. Like that's our annual tradition minus COVID. Like we have determined for the rest of our lives, we're going to do this. And so we're doing that. Mm. But then Derek, I know you're going, are you going to Kenya later this year? Is it Kenya or Nigeria? Nigeria. Nigeria. I'm Nigeria. going to, yep. as of yesterday, I'm going to Kenya in a week or so. I'm um, going for a week and I'm flying after, after g- being in Nairobi, I'm flying from Nairobi to Las Vegas. I mean, like it's going to be <laughs> quite a week, but um, I'm going with uh world vision. Oh We're, man. It's going to be a, it's actually a really heavy trip. Uh, what we learned, what we've been learning is that um, world vision who we partnered with and we love is actually the implementer of a lot of, uh, global programs that people don't even know about. So like if Charity Water wow. is building a well, if you look at the pictures, it's actually 90% of the time World Vision water crews building the actual well, right? And so World Vision will implement, well, one of the things that they do all over Africa is they implement the World Food Program's distribution of where food is needed. And who is the number one supplier of wheat and grain to the World Food Program? The Ukraine. And so the breadbasket of Europe, Ukraine, wheat fields, obviously are cut off right now because of the war. And people are aware of like food shortages in Europe. But the story that's not being told is the millions of people that are on the verge of starvation because there's no food for Africa. And so we're going to Kenya Mm -hmm. for a week to be on the front lines and kind of see the human toll of the war that's not being talked about. And so that's going to be... So I'm flying from that directly to las vegas like i can't i'm the whiplash emotional whiplash that i'm gonna yeah. have in 48 hours is, i'm not i don't know that i'm ready for but anyway and it's yeah. crazy. crazy like I, i've been doing a lot of you know you guys know i'm really into economics and finance and uh i remember there's a, a video i was watching with this guy uh he's really crazy trader, you know, economist. And he said, you know, the last time there was a grain shortage of this magnitude, we got the Arab Spring. Mm. Um, mm. He's like, last time there was a grain shortage of this magnitude, that's what happened. Because those areas are very, 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 very dependent on, you know, grain and rice from the, and, and when that gets cut off, it, what does anybody do when they're hungry? It creates yeah. anger, it creates oh, war yeah. and strife. So, yeah. I'm hoping that we can get a resolution to this Ukraine-Russian conflict really quick just for the sake of the world Mm -hmm. because we're in America, you know, richest country in the world. But if we're suffering and struggling with inflation, just imagine what some of the poorer countries around the world are going to be dealing with. What is is World Vision's, I guess, part of that, you know, will be, you know, kind of observe on the trip, but what is their solution should the conflict 
continue to the extent that it, it affects you know global grain output i i will learn that answer in about a week like honestly like gotcha. i think the crisis is so new that i mean i'm going with the president of world vision like he's going to learn and see it yeah. for himself you know so i think we're on the very front end of this crisis and it's actually organizations trying to figure out right now what do we do and so hopefully we'll get some answers when we're on the ground there i mean you know, working with obviously listening to local leaders and the local that's that's the whole key is just going and listening and learning what they're saying yeah. they need. So um, mm. partnering with them in the right way and not handing them our solutions. Right. So, um, yeah. And then so let's see after uh, Summer League, I'm, I'm road tripping up the East Coast to come hang out with Jesse that's up right. in Virginia. Hey, Derek, I can pick you up on the way if you want to come up to Virginia Beach for a couple of days. We're going to do that. And then it's let's lovely. see. I'm doing that a uh, th- uh, third week in July. Plenty of room at the crib. We got a we got a functioning pool light. We have uh, <laughs> <extra> room. <laughs> Let's do it. And then I'm going to New York later to see Kendrick Lamar at a uh, Barclays Center in first week in August. And then I'm going to Colorado after that. Uh, oh, so my, but here's my point. I am. Ha- this is the summer of Cameron. I am traveling. I am sucking. I'm saying yes to life again for the first time in years. I am excited. It's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun seeing friends and yeah, I have, dude. I haven't traveled in so long. Yeah. It's been great. Everyone, every everyone needs those kind of summers where, where you're actually enjoying it, especially yeah. coming out of you know last couple of years that we've all been experiencing. Yeah. Holy cow! So, yeah. I, I, I it is hot camera summer, is what he said. He said it's hot camera summer. That's Done. exactly what he's saying. Done. Hey, <laughs> drinking water, working out every day, even on the cruise. I worked out on the cruise. Hey. Come on now. I mean, who does that? Let's hey, go. Y'all made fun of that water jug. You guys made fun of that water jug, but... Gabs is the hey, one who bought it for me as a Christmas there. present one year. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron was doing open water swimming every day of the groups. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> Look, listen, that water jug, I don't know if y'all know this, but have y'all ever seen those big... Uh, uh, fruit punch jugs that that you get for the kids. Like it look, that's what it looks like. It's like a big oh my goodness, punch. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're so right. I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. Time that joint is huge. At this time, I was the just thinking this seat. man needs this. Yeah. Needs to drink some water. Hold on. In between all in between all these trips, I need to hydrate. You know, because I couldn't bring this. I couldn't bring this jug <laughs> yeah. on the cruise because uh, it's too big. It wouldn't fit my luggage, so I could like I didn't get my gallon a day. It was <laughs> ridiculous. It was that ridiculous. Yeah, if I almost cut the top off and just packed inside of the jug, like put clothes in oh. it, you know, and just but, wow. Okay, this is going too far. This anyway. is too much. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Like Coming up later, jug. jug of socks. <laughs> Um, We have a great show in store for you. Coming up later, we have a conversation with one of our favorite worship artists, Naomi Rain from Maverick City Music. She is highlighted in this podcast because she's also the cover story of the summer digital issue of Relevant, which depending on when you're listening to this is either coming out on Monday. If you're a Relevant Plus subscriber, you're hearing this early. Or if you're hearing this in the public edition, it is out today. Uh, The issue released on Monday. So, you know, go check out the cover story we have with Naomi. But you can hear part of that conversation coming up later on today's podcast. Now, normally on an issue release uh, episode, we would be telling you all about the current issue. We're actually going to do that on next episode. Uh, We have a packed show today. So we're going to take a few minutes on the next episode and tell you all about the summer issue relevant. But Naomi is joining us today. It's a great 
you know, preview of everything else in the issue. So make sure you don't miss that. You're listening to Coin. The song is I Think I Met You in a Dream. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. It's time for Relevant Buzz. Please welcome to the show our very own Emily Brown, downtown Emily Brown. Uh, Tyler, who normally brings the buzz, is over in Paris and he is currently in an interview with one of his favorite groups, Mountain Goats. So... He asked if Emily could join us, and we said, of course, we like her better anyway. So there you go. Emily, you're bringing the buzz today. Tell us what's happening. <laughs> That's a huge upgrade. Huge upgrade. <laughs> Tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Okay, no pressure, apparently. Um, all right, well, I actually have some really exciting news to talk to y'all about. Uh, we talk, honestly, a little too much about uh, billionaires and how they're terrible at spending their own money on this podcast. But finally, a billionaire is doing something really good. Uh, Mark Cuban, who is the owner of the Dallas Mavs and is a Shark Tank investor, uh, he has recently started a company called Cost Plus Drugs Company, or just Cost Plus, uh, and their goal is to make um, prescription drugs actually affordable, um, which is huge because if you've ever had to buy... Um, maybe kind of like reoccurring prescription drugs, it can cost a lot of money with or without insurance. And so uh, the way that his company works is he said, they show you the actual cost. They mark it up 15%. They add a $3 pharmacy handling fee and $5 shipping. And that's it. It's very simple. And they want to be totally transparent with it. Um, and it started a few months ago. And in those few months, so many customers have come out saying that he has, or this company has saved them hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on their like monthly medications. Um, and it's just really incredible. I've seen, I've seen examples. Uh, some people are saying they have like certain, like, I don't want to say diabetes or whatever, mm-hmm. but some disease and their medication was like thousands, a couple thousand dollars a month and they couldn't afford it. And going over to yeah. this program, it went to like $60. Exactly. I mean, it's like, it is, changes their crazy. life. It's insane. It is insane. Yeah. Like people will spend, like there's, there was someone who said they normally spent $300 one for one month of medication. It's $25 through his company. Um, and even like treatment for, um, there was one, uh, the drug for leukemia that can cost, it said it would cost around $9,000 a month. And um, through Cost Plus, they pay $47 a month for their medication. 
That's what crazy. A blessing that somebody yes. finds so, this. Mark so, Cuban. So do they do they basically like manufacture generic versions of drugs whose like I guess patents have already sort of yes. come so up they, from they don't have I guess, other drug they don't companies? have every drug available. Um, they so they are right. limited on that. Um, but they just yeah they try to develop the drugs and show them this is what it actually costs and that's we're just going to charge you for that. We're not going to charge you for all these hidden fees. Like it's insane to see this. And I want to know why am I, why are people being charged thousands of dollars and he's only charging $47, you know? Um, Agreed. So I mean, that is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can. Um, yeah. Because they can. And so um, it's just really incredible, but yes, um, you know, they don't have every drug and you also, if you do have insurance, you know, not every drug is, a, is scamming you. Um, so it may not be beneficial to switch over necessarily if you have insurance. Um, but if you don't have insurance or you don't have a high deductible that you reach, this would be a really great alternative for you. Um, and I, I just love this. Like I, I think this is a very big problem and I love that someone's actually trying to meet this problem and doing what they can. And they don't even spend money on advertisement cause they don't even want to have to pull money for that. Like all of the money, is just yeah. going to making the drugs as cheap as possible. So they're really just using word of mouth, um, which is why I'm really excited to share this because I want all of our listeners to know that if you need prescription drugs, check out this website, see if it works for you. Um, and hopefully this can be like an answered prayer to so many people. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting that, <clears throat> you know, this is another example of like, you know, if someone, you know, not only finding something that is seems like objectively a moral good for, you know, that would is going to posit, have a positive impact on a lot of people's lives, particularly people who are suffering from, you know, serious illnesses. But it also kind of shows just like kind of <clears throat> outside the box thinking when it comes to looking at like market mm -hmm. demand. Like I remember it, it wasn't that long ago when <clears throat> like Warby Parker kind of was like, Hey, why are eyeglasses yeah. just preposterously expensive? Yeah. Like they're, not, they're, they're almost prohibitively expensive. Is it, is that all just baked in margin that is, you know, almost like this conspiracy yes. sort of, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, then you saw the same thing happen with razors. Like where if you go to the drugstore and want to buy Gillette razors, you're like $40 <laughs> for three. Why razors? is this Exactly. Why is this locked yeah, up? Yeah, they, they, literally, they literally, yeah, act like I, you know I'm trying to buy you know like a diamond ring when I'm when I'm trying to get a refill of you know uh, something to shave with. Where then you saw these other kind of you know uh, uh, mail order razor companies come along and just cut the price. It's it's essentially the same thing. It's Mark Cuban who has a lot mm -hmm. more resources than I guess you know some eyeglass and razor companies saying, hey. There's a market demand for cheaper drugs, and there's a massive margin baked in from these pharmaceutical companies. What's preventing us from just going and offering a cheaper solution? You know, I, I think it's, it, yeah, it seems like a good thing from a business perspective, as well as obviously the moral benefit of be providing people with medicines that they mm -hmm. need. It's awesome. Yeah. I love highlighting mm -hmm. this. Great. What else is going on? Um, so, in some very different news, um, MindGeek, which is the company that owns Pornhub, they announced this week that two of their top executives are leaving. This week in Pornhub yes, news? Yeah. Sorry. Not what Go I ahead. thought. Not something <laughs> I ever thought I would say. I was like, I, was like, I didn't yeah. expect that one. I know. Okay, I was just talking to Let's get to there. But here we are. <laughs> you know what's funny? Hey, a little behind the scenes, this is true. Like, we hit, we, we run articles sometimes, like, talking about, you know, we were against porn, yes. obviously. So, talking about the mental health impacts or the societal impacts of porn, different things. We ran an article, uh, something like 
you know, a shocking statistic that like the top three <laughs> porn sites have more traffic than Netflix, Google, and so-and-so combined or whatever. This is the headline. And it said something about porn sites in the headline, right? We did this, our, this little news blurb a year Before ago. Before I started working Every here. week. Okay, a year yeah, and a half. A year, every week in our analytics, in the top 10 articles, is this stupid old news article about these three porn sites that are have more traffic than every other site in the world, right? Combined. Mm-hmm. It is because all these little pervy people are out there Googling porn sites and our article, <laughs> our article is coming up and they think that they're going to a directory or a listing of really good porn sites and they're coming to relevantmagazine.com. Gotcha. And it is still in our top five articles. The like, SEO is yeah. working, baby. Dude. The I, SEO is working, going, baby. What other depraved people can we tap into to get some clickbait traffic? <laughs> the old bait and switch. Like, that's gold. Dude, it was like, hey, I just want to blow some Jesus. I'm going to put a call to salvation in that article. Just right there. Like you're here looking for porn. Let me tell you the only thing that can satisfy you the way porn never <laughs> could is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, this is going to be all we're going to publish from now on. Let's go, we baby. Do what we got to do. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love true. it. It's going to be very true. effective means of yeah. evangelism. It's a new tactic. No one's tapped into it yet, except for us. Um, Our site traffic spikes between 11.30 p.m. and 4 a.m. every night. I don't know. Relax. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Relax. Okay, well, um, <laughs> Fortnum announced that two executives, the CEO and the COO, are leaving because there's been some new allegations coming out that the site has been really slow removing content involving non-consensual sexual content and content that involves minors. So a couple years ago, a lot of these advocacy groups came out just saying a lot of your content was not consensual and these people are not of age. And uh, Pornhub has just, they said that they would address it and that they would remove content, but it just seems like they are still kind of dragging their feet um, because they don't want to take content down, obviously, but we definitely want a lot of that, all of that content down. So um, that it was announced this week that the leadership will be changing. So I am very interested to see how new leadership will do, if that will help fix this problem, if it'll just create new problems. Um, we don't really know, but we definitely are going to keep an eye on it and kind of. It seems like if you're a high integrity executive, you're not going to be like applying for that opening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the type of leadership they're going to attract. That's true. I don't know. what. It, uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. What if a person comes in with a plan to to kind of right the ship as best that they can? Yeah, but, but if you're a high integrity ex- executive level uh, experienced person, you're not looking think- for that job. You don't want that I on your resume. Like- I feel like the yeah, I feel like the job true. interview, like the people showing up, it's basically going to be like an old episode of To Catch a Predator. <laughs> <laughs> like those are the those are the type of people applying for. What are you, what are you planning on doing during this interview? Tonight, Dude, so. maybe there's not even an opening. <laughs> this is actually oh, an elaborate room to gather people who would want that opening. You know what I'm saying? And Why like, did you right. show up to the interview with Mike's Hard Lemonade? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Relax. Oh, All right, so don't go Thank on. Thank you, Emily. Don't go on Indeed.com searching up any openings over there. Anyway, all right. Anything else? Yes, I have um, some more news. I'm not sure how to transition this either, so I'm just going to go right into it. Um, how many of you here have read or at least heard of East of Eden? 
the, out of Eden, the, the 90s Christian R&B group. No, I know that East one. of Eden, the, the, a little different. The, the, the book, right? Yes, John Steinbeck's um, classic. Uh, okay, well, first off, put that on your reading list because it's a great book. Uh, if you ask Tyler, it's his like all-time favorite novel. So if you love Tyler, you might need to read this book. Um, but I, okay, so I won't give away the plot. I'm going to try to come up with a summary. Uh, it's basically like a, an American version of the book of Genesis. Um, and it follows these two families and their decisions that they're making, uh, in Northern California, I think in the 1800s. Uh, but it was just announced that there will be a movie adaptation of it. Um, written by Zoe Kazan, who did 2018's Wildlife, which was great. Um, and Florence Pugh will be starring in it. And I personally think that anything Florence Pugh is in is incredible. I, I think she's one of the best actresses of my generation. So I'm very excited to see your take on this role. Um, she is actually playing kind of the anti-hero, Kathy. So it'll be interesting to see. She's going to get a little spicy. Ooh. It'll be good. Um, but there is a there was a movie made in the 50s um, and it was actually directed by the grandfather of the writer for this version. So, um, it, you know, the movie, mm. the book itself is about the generations of families. So it's interesting that this family and, you know, generations later is recreating this story. But um, it's a really great story. I really suggest it for anybody to read it. You have plenty of time to check it out before the movie comes out. So add it to your list. Awesome. awesome. There you go. Are are you a read the book before seeing the movie person? Um I think I would like to be to be honest, no. I will read the I'll watch the movie and then decide <laughs> if I want to read the book. If it's good. If the movie's right, I'll go good, get, I'll yeah. go read the book. Uh-huh. If the movie was not good, I'm out. <laughs> it, it, look, if the movie's good, I'll go read the Wikipedia about the book. That's that's you know what exactly. I'm the spark note. Yeah. Spark note it. So I can tell people. So I can join conversations. People who've yeah. actually read the book. Yeah. yeah, I did that a lot in high school. Um, yeah. I'm trying to. I was I was about yeah. to say that Emily. I, I would read. Yeah. I read probably half of the books I was assigned, but I can verbatim mm-hmm. tell you the Wikipedia page because that was most of what I read. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> You think that your instructors also went to Wikipedia to kind of see which people anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, that's Relevant Buzz. Make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every day as part of your web browsing and follow us on all the socials for the latest. Thanks, Emily. Right. Bye guys. Stay tuned up next. Naomi Rain joins us. Listening to Foles, the song is Crest of the Wave. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad free. You get ad free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives, our beautifully designed digital issue, and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Naomi Rain. She's a worship leader with Maverick City Music, who's venturing out on her own with her upcoming solo debut album, Journey. Naomi sat down with our very own downtown Emily Brown to discuss her decision to do something different for Maverick City 
and how she hopes opening up about her battle with depression will have a positive impact for others. Here's our conversation with Naomi Rain. I'm already loved. I'm already chosen. I know who I am. I know what you've spoken. I'm already loved. More than I could imagine. And that is enough. Obviously, you're very passionate about worship music, so... I would just like love to know, you know, like how did um, like have you always been very passionate about worship music? Was there like a specific moment? Like what's what's the story behind your connection? Okay, I when I started doing music, I started writing. I started writing at the age of seven. My parents are singers; they're worship leaders. Um, my dad's a pastor now, but they really. I, I grew up in music, and my parents are artists, and so I grew up just writing regular songs. It wasn't like worship music, but because of my private time with the Lord, like I've always had like just devotion time and just singing to him and, um, and just being real. Um, after I had my daughter, I started to work in a church and I was a choir director and they had asked me to sing some songs at the beginning of the service. And so that was like praise and worship. It was in a Presbyterian church. They weren't used to praise and worship. But as I began to sing these songs, it, there was just like this overflow of, of worship and praise. And it was like, prophetic and it was deep and it was bit and it, I I didn't even know what was happening I wasn't used to that so I I like to say that I've always been a worshiper right that's always been in me from the beginning but the the songwriting has always been super artisty if that makes sense and not 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 very much worship song so um I had like released some songs uh, probably in 2016 um no I want to say 2015 released some songs and they weren't worship songs but when I would go places and sing them they'd be like nay you always end up in worship like how did you <laughs> get here it's like no matter what I sang I was going to end up just like Jesus we love you you know and I am really super passionate because I think like God is just so good like he's really good and anytime I get a chance to sing about his goodness I'm just going to do that and I'm going to act like I'm in heaven and sing it forever you won't get to shut me up that's right that's right I love that and you actually have a solo song coming out very soon called Not Ready Um, can you tell me a little bit about that you know what is the song about and where did it come from yeah Not Ready is that's my baby right now (laughs) Not Ready is about a time that I'd gone through a depression and I didn't even know I was depressed Um, but I was I knew I didn't I wasn't ready to change. I wasn't ready to do anything, but I knew I wanted to talk to the Lord because this this is what I do. Like, I'm just always going to talk to him. But I knew that usually when I feel like that, like talking to the Lord, I'm ready to do whatever he tells me to do. But here I realized I'm not ready. I'm not ready to get out of the bed because I knew there were things that I had to do. I was like staying in the bed all day. I was crying. I was waiting until like right before my kids would come home. And then I was popping up and trying to act like everything was normal. I knew that I wasn't ready to stop doing that, but I needed to talk to the Lord. And I felt like even in that moment, you know, people do this all the time. We tell God, we tell God, I don't want to pray or I don't know what to pray. And we're literally, when you, once you're talking to God, you're actually praying, like you're already doing it. But I think that we sometimes think that we have to pray and say certain things and know what to say and be ready to do whatever he says. And the Lord was like, Hey, I don't need you to try to change anything. I just need you to keep talking to me. I'm going to pull you out of this pit. 
And as I continue to talk to the Lord, that's what happened. And right at the end of that, um, like when I was transitioning and getting out, like the sun was starting to shine again. Um, I was like, hey, I want to write a song about how I feel right now. I want to write an honest song. I don't want to write the song that says, yeah, God, you brought me out of the pit. Like, I don't want to write that one. I want to write the song that's like, man, this pit is really terrible, but accept the fact that you're here, Jesus, with me. And like, Thank you for not trying to push me out too fast, that you're allowing me to feel the feelings that I've been afraid to feel for years, that I've been avoiding for years. Everything is coming back and I'm growing and changing and feeling the discomfort of this. But thank you that you're with me. Um, And so that's what the song is about. It's not a it's not a buttoned up like put a big bow on it like Christian song. It's and it doesn't resolve. It just says, I'm not ready to change. I don't feel good about it. I don't want to pray. Um, but I know, I know I should, <laughs> uh, but I'm not ready to change. And I think that that is um, a message that I think most people can probably relate to. And I think it's why some people don't pray nowadays and don't go to the Lord and feel guilty and ashamed of where they are. But it's like, God wants to be with us. He says he's near to the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. Like this is the God that we serve, you know, a smoldering wick, a wick he won't snuff out. So when you're at your lowest and your worst, he's like, I'm not going to just like ugh, get rid of you. That's not the God that we serve. He's with us. He's near. He's close. And um, yes, as you can see, I can go on about this for days. I love it. It's great. But if I tell the truth, I'm so afraid of truth. But I know it. And you know it. What does that practically look like to kind of transition from that not ready season to that ready season? Because I think a lot of people, that's where they feel stuck is they don't know. They know something needs to be done, but they don't know how to get there. Yeah, I think it's admitting that to the Lord. I think we're. it's good for us to, it's easier for us to admit that to one another. Like I can tell my friend, I'm just stuck here in this right way. And, you know, we can kind of commiserate and complain and be miserable. But I think there's something else when when you start to really start to talk to the Lord about it. Right. And you're starting to pray and say, hey. Lord, I'm not ready. I'm in this space. This is how I feel. This is what I'm going through. But when we start to do that, that's when I think things begin to change because we're bringing him into our situation. We're actually, um, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. I think that in all your ways, acknowledge him. We miss that piece in everything, even in my stuckness, I got to acknowledge him and he'll direct me. And it doesn't always happen as quickly as we want it to. But I think when we yield to him and bring it to him, I think there's the opportunity to begin to shift and change. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I love that. But I feel like my world is falling apart. Just need a minute, just a second to catch up. I know I'm not finished. I just can't seem to get up. Help me remember all of the plans that we made when we were both on the same page, on the same page. How do you think Christians should balance like being honest about sin, but not, I mean, not like saying it's okay, you know? I think, 
think, you know, Jesus says, blessed are they that mourn, right? For they shall be comforted. And I think we always, we believed that that was about um, grief and somebody dying. That's not what it was about. It's about mourning over sin. Hmm. I think that there should be a response to sin. And when things are not right, we, we should have a response. Um, but I think in order to respond to it and, and to um, respond to it accurately or appropriately, then we should have to, we should be able to acknowledge it. Like you have to acknowledge that this exists. Um, and I believe that what we try to do is overcorrect and go to like, I'm, I don't do this. I don't and we hide confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. If you don't confess, if everything becomes a secret, you start to stuff things down. You're not telling people and you can't get free. And so what actually happens is we create a culture of silence and secrecy so that people can't actually get free. And it's a false, um, it's a fake culture. It's a culture of fakeness that actually only breeds and begets more sin. I believe that when we're honest about it and say, hey, this is my struggle, then people can hold you accountable. You come into community, you come into discipleship, there's actually a track for growth. You can't do that when it's when there's secrecy. And and because of this secrecy culture, when somebody says, hey, I struggle with this, it's like, okay, well, don't you know, you can't bring this one here or don't hang out with that one. And it's like, all right, it just promotes that secret culture, but then it's it's begetting more sin. It's a vicious cycle. I think we have to break that. I do think people need to, you know, be trustworthy, right? Um, and I, you can't tell everybody everything, but I think there's a way to see and view it and then honestly do what the word says about it and trust the Lord, give some things to the Holy Spirit, be filled with the spirit that that you don't gratify the lust of the flesh. This is, this is like basic stuff. We have the answers. We just don't know how to do it. And I think you do that by getting in community and walking with people and, and confessing um, to one another, not to a priest, but to one another, that people that are walking with you, um, that matters. If this is a glimpse of heaven, I could get used to this. I could get used to this. The That was Naomi Rain. Make sure to check out our cover story with her in the summer issue of Relevant. Depending on when you're listening to this, it's either coming out Monday or it's out now. (laughs) All right. Stay tuned up next. It's your feedback. You're listening to Thank You, I'm Sorry. The song is Parliaments. All right, it's time for your feedback. Uh, Last week, I wasn't part of this. Uh, Last week, we asked you, in Top Gun Maverick, Jerry Lee Lewis's Great Balls of Fire brought a rowdy crowd together. What is your go-to sing-along song that would excite a crowd? You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and here's a few of our favorite replies. I want to start with Adam Davis because I think he misread the question. He, I, because we said excite a crowd, not 
incite a crowd because Adam suggested the song would be with arms wide open by Creed. If oh, you're ever no. in a bar and someone starts belting that out, the bar clears out or you get thrown out of the bar, DJ Jesse Jeff style, like Uncle Phil by the belt. You're just thrown right out into the street. There's no there, no one's singing along to Creed. I, I'm dude, sorry. It's just, it just not happening. Dude, I was at on the cruise, you know, late night. They'll have piano bars. They'll have whatever. And there was a guy with a guitar and the Irish pub. And I was eating a piece of pizza yeah. and he was doing his singer songwriter thing and he was doing stuff, you know, and then the crowd got a little, you know, interactive and was asking him for requests, which was not his plan. Yeah. But but somebody wanted Wonderwall by Oasis. So he obliged, whatever. And then somebody yeah, yelled sure. out a Creed song and he literally went, no, I have, I have never heard, <laughs> I've never no. heard a person who works for tips say, I'm good. I'm pass, not going to do that. No. Your money's no good here. It really? Yes. So, correct answer. So, I've not heard of most of these songs except for Don't Stop Believing. Chris so, Wilson. There uh, you which go. is the only one. Don't stop believing. Listen, hey, get a I'll tell going. you one thing about it. You, oh, yeah. If you throw that song on, that song is like the cha-cha slide for white people. Dude. Like black people, you throw the cha-cha slide <laughs> oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, or the electric slide. It's, oh, don't stop believing. I don't care how mad white people are. If you throw that mug on, they're like, yeah. You know they're what? Like, the move, I love it. The move is, though, I was at a Jay-Z concert, and in between you know, the opening acts and Jay-Z coming out, they're just, you know, playing music. They were playing stuff like that. They played Don't Stop Believing before Jay-Z came out. Cause they're not going to play hip hop or yeah. whatever. They want to like mix up the vibe and just, you know, dude, it was for great. Sure, the crowd sure. was so into it, you know, like everybody's singing it, along. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's that like we're at a baseball right there, game. Man. You cannot be mad at that song. No, right no there one said this, but the other one that, that, you know, people just stop where they're doing a sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. No question. Touching mm-hmm. me. Every people night at the piano that. bar. Yeah. Every night at the piano bar. Yeah. I hear, I heard yeah. that song. It, it brings yeah. it down. Then they just run it back. They play like three times in a row. Just, you know, keep. <laughs> they, Dang this, it. Yeah. That's going to be stuck in my head now. Yeah. That song is going to be stuck in my head. Yeah. Also, wait. That's, that means you're going to have a great day. Is what that oh, means. Oh, totally, totally. Derek, you said you never heard the rest of these songs. What about Country Roads? You've never heard that? What is it? Isn't that the song that's like John Denver? Country Road, take me home. You know? Sing it, yes, Gabs. John Denver, How's it go? Man. Gabs, tell us. It goes, uh-huh. Country Road, take me home. That's like how it goes. I don't know. That sounds like that, on the deathbed, like, you know, begging for help. <laughs> I saw a whole list of songs. I'm like, I don't know any of these. Where's the cha-cha slide? Where's the electric slide? Where is uh, my love? Do you ever dream of? Like, where is that? Where's That's what I'm looking for. I'm like, look, you throw that on. It's a rap. You know what I'm saying? But who's the artist? What's the artist behind cha-cha slide? Because I've heard it. You know, untold every wedding I've ever I, been to. I don't know. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody it, knows. It, and that I, that <laughs> artist is is probably one of the wealthiest artists ever to live, just from like wedding DJ residuals. You know, the great thing is the dance instructions yeah. are right in the song. It's hard to mess that up. Yeah. All right. Well, there's more where that came from. Go check them out over on the Relevant Podcast Twitter account. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Well, earlier in the show, we got talking about Derek's woodsits and the frustrations that come with <laughs> contractors that don't, you know, maybe 
treats your living area with the respect and care that it deserves. Uh, so we want to know your worst either contractor or landlord maintenance issue, repair issue stories. We've all had horror stories of you know people that are supposed to get the job done right and they did not. So hit us up. Let us know yours. Uh, you can contact us at on Twitter at Relevant Podcast or we'll post this also over on the Relevant Magazine IG poll as well. All right. We'll read our favorites next week. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Naomi Rain for joining us today. Make sure to check out the cover story with her and the summer digital issue of Relevant. It's available now, again, depending on when you're listening to this. If you're listening to it on Monday, at least today, you can go find it at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the magazine tab. The ad-supported edition is available for free thanks to our sponsor, World Vision, who's presenting the issue. Um, And the Relevant Plus edition, which is ad-free and enhanced and perfectly situated for mobile devices and tablets, uh, that's available now for Relevant Plus subscribers. You can find it there in your account dashboard, the link for your edition. Go check it out. And then like I mentioned, we will be telling you all about the summer issue in the next uh, episode of this podcast. But if you want to look ahead, go check it out for yourself at the site. Okay. Hey, while you're at the site, make sure to also uh, peruse our daily devotional series, Deeper Walk, which is presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional email you can sign up for, or you can just check out each weekday's devotional in the faith section at our website. Um, Also, make sure you're following Relevant on all the socials to get the latest that we're putting out and all the stories we're producing every day. It's a great way to stay in touch. We're on Twitter. Facebook, of course, Instagram, and occasionally on TikTok. Yeah, it's a good follow. It's a good follow. Check it out. All right. Uh, Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Gabrielle Griffin. We'll see you next time. Have a great week, everyone. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Just a jug of socks. Relevant Podcast Network. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.